Hello everyone, it's Zach and Matt here from Enrollify. Welcome to another episode of Second Look. Second Look is your weekly briefing on the latest higher ed marketing trends that are worth keeping tabs on. And Second Look is the podcast version of Enrollify's weekly newsletter, The Minute. If you are not already subscribed to The Minute, please head on over to enrollify.org and do so now. Matt is the managing editor of The Minute and spends time every week scouring the internet for the trends that are most crucial for enrollment marketers to be paying attention to. Matt, you ready to dive into this week's episode? I'm ready. Let's do it, Zach. Great. I want to start by talking about content marketing ROI. So, you know, there's a lot up in the air concerning budgets for next year where, you know, mid-June here, uh, July 1 is going to be a big day for everyone. Um, and there's a lot of apprehension about, you know, what resources people will have and won't have. Uh, content marketing, however, you know, remains one of the best strategies, uh, especially for for the long term with respect to increasing organic search rankings and yielding significant increases in your website visit to lead conversion rates over time. That said, content marketing can be really hard to tie in, especially immediately to tie into uh, any sort of uh, bottom line results, bottom line metrics. So Matt, can you help us understand how schools can move to do a better job of correlating content marketing tactics to an increase in enrollment over the next 12 months? Absolutely. So, you know, it starts with having really great attribution reporting sort of tools and tactics at your disposal. But at the very least, there's this co- this company out there called Contently. They're a content marketing company. And they say that the key is really to track conversion rates at three different stages. So you've got this audience growth, content leads, and sales ready leads stages. And First off, your content should make a lasting impression on target audiences, right? You want to convert those target audiences into leads with your ebooks, guides, newsletters, and then nurture them into sales ready leads that actually reach out to you to learn more about you and your school or program. So, this model that Contently outlines can provide a full funnel view of the effect of a blog or ebook on an inquiry applicant or even enrolled student. You know, it's it's interesting. A lot of enrollment marketers out there expect to see a direct link between the amount of content published and butts and seats. You know, the thought is if you make great content and people click on it, then they'll immediately fill an inquiry form. But that's not always the case. That's not really the right train of, th- of thought to have. Content marketing is really all about building and maintaining trust with prospective students so that when they're ready to make a decision about going to school or even going back to school, you're their first choice in the first school that comes to mind. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it just reminds me of the need for all enrollment marketers to really understand what leadership's sort of ultimate objectives are. And I was actually having a very interesting conversation with somebody today who uh, is a VP of marketing at at a, a noteworthy institution. And this individual was saying that, you know, oftentimes what uh, and the mistakes that enrollment marketers make is they think that institution lead, the institution's leadership um, has an understanding of like the role that marketing is supposed to play in sort of the enrollment management process. And oftentimes those expectations are just uh, pretty dramatically misaligned. And so I think, especially when it comes to talking about ROI around content marketing, it's crucial that enrollment marketers give leadership a, you know, solid understanding of like, hey, this is sort of the, the impact that we expect 
content marketing to have in this you know 12 month period of time content marketing is something that is uh, again a long-term strategy which isn't to say that you can't get any short-term results from it but I think that uh, for anyone listening here who's not sure where to start with respect to content marketing or is nervous that you know their their uh, their leadership doesn't really understand sort of the uh, baseline metrics and kind of growth metrics out there. It should uh, really you. What you want to do is you want to start by having a uh, serious kind of sit down conversation and making sure that expectations are aligned. So that you know when you say this is sort of the increase that we're expecting over the next twelve months, that increase is is aligned with what in the institutional leadership wants. Um, with that, I digress. Uh, speaking, though, of the importance of tracking ROI um, of marketing strategies, you know, the best data-driven enrollment marketers are consistently dabbling and experimenting with new channels and tactics. Matt, can you talk to us a little bit about um, how folks can, who might be a little bit hesitant, especially in this moment, to jump into a new channel? How, how do folks go about deciding where to spend their you know, limited resources, um, and what pools they should really be, be swimming in, um, especially if they're not used to sort of dabbling in new ponds. Yeah, definitely. There's this great new article out there by Built-In. Uh, you probably haven't heard of them before, but it's a community of pretty much tech-minded folks. But it outlines a process, basically, for, for how to evaluate and test new marketing channels and tactics. So first and foremost, Built-In suggests putting ample time into researching the channel. Kind of obvious, but put as much research and time into it as you would before working with a new marketing agency or adopting a new CRM or vendor. Also, give your test run about two months of trial and error. So once you do decide to adopt a new marketing channel, give it about two months of, of trial time. And during this period, track not only conversion rates from those ads or from that channel, but also the behavior of the site visitors that come to your website and are sourced from that new channel or those new ads. You know, breaking into a new marketing platform can really be overwhelming at times, but it's really crucial that your institutions, that your institution continue to try and do new things um, or also get behind the competition pretty quick. And as digital users and their behaviors change, the channels through which you promote your content also need to change. I mean, you might have your bread and butter channels that convert visitors into inquiries at a pretty moderate rate, but you're probably stuck wondering how you can do better and which new channels might actually bring you larger quantity and quality of leads. So here's our recommendation. Carve out time every single quarter to evaluate, research, and test new channels. And if you need some help knowing where to start, especially this quarter, start by exploring Twitch, even chatbots or podcast advertising. Fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I do think that the biggest mistake we can make right now as enrollment marketers is to sort of sit on our loins and just operate business as usual um, and, you know, try the same channels and strategies and tactics that we did last year with just less spend. Um, the reality of the situation is that uh, COVID-19 has ushered us into a, a total reset, I would argue, on uh, how folks should be approaching approaching their strategic enrollment marketing plans. Um, and, you know, uh, many feel that we're entering into this, this you know, new digital society, this new digital world. And, um, you know, for, for many industries, uh, 
being playing, um, you know, in the big leagues, so to speak, in digital has been something that uh, many, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars have been invested in. But when it comes to higher ed, um, you know, we tend to be a little bit uh, slower adopters to sort of new school strategies and tactics. Um, but what COVID nineteen has has really shown us is that our consumers, our prospective students, are spending like the ways in which they're interacting with our brands are pretty much solely digital. Um, and, you know, so this has sort of made the case for, for those of us still out there that are wondering about, you know, what sort of, uh, whether or not social media or whether or not, you know, display advertising or PPC is sort of, is sort of the route to go. Um, you know, is, and, and, you know, most people would argue that you need to be spending some resources there and some time there, but that, you know, big chunks of your budget to, should go towards more traditional tactics like television advertising, you know, or, or direct mail. But I think what uh, this moment has hopefully shown all of us is that it's incredibly, incredibly important that enrollment marketers are spending time in the social channels and um, spending time promoting content around the keywords and search terms that align with uh, you know, user search intent, especially as, again, this is really the only way in which a user is going to be able to interact with your brand um, in this moment. So Matt, can you talk to us about sort of the importance of digital and social media um, in in sort of the the lives of prospective students, especially as um, again, it's sort of the the only channel through which folks are interacting with brands um, today. Absolutely. So I, I read this article uh, last week from Social Code. They're a digital advertising platform. Um, and they put out some pretty stark numbers that have changed just in the wake of, of COVID-19. Uh, and across the board, what they're seeing is a 52% increase in Facebook browsing, 48% increase in online buy, percent increase in video or media viewed over the internet. You know, people are cutting the cable, but delivered as a subscription service. So all this to say is there's no question that the ways in which people learn, work, buy, entertain themselves and spend time on social media is changing and has changed over the course of the last three months. So, you know, as you consider planning or tweaking your student recruitment and media strategies for the rest of 2020 and 2021, you know, you should read these important steps from social code. And I recommend reading this article for sure. But they mentioned things like ensuring that your digital media and social listening teams are constantly tweaking ad copy given the week-to-week -week sort of changes in social climate, but also developing custom messaging. You know, there are plenty of prospective students out there who are going to need more additional education about your school than they might have in the past before the coronavirus. So start by nurturing prospective students during these uncertain times, adapt to changes in their online behaviors, and recognize that many have shifted priorities for fall 2020 and beyond. Absolutely. I think that uh, the biggest sort of takeaway for folks is we are living in a moment where uh, a reset, like a, a true reset, uh, has never been more important. And so my encouragement uh, to our listeners today is to use the next few weeks to think really, really, really critically and strategically about, okay, get, you know, over the next two weeks, hopefully most of you will have an understanding of what your budget for the next 12 months will be. It'll probably be 
uh, significantly less than it was last year. Um, but use this as a real opportunity to sort of cut a lot of the fluff that that may have existed. Use this as an opportunity to uh, think really, really uh, smart about where you should be, how you should be from a messaging standpoint, differentiating yourself, uh, what sort of ad networks you should be in and shouldn't be in. So um, love what, love love this edition of the minute, Matt, and I think it's a it's really crucial given this moment that we're in, which um, you know we're dubbing sort of like the big reset, um, folks. That's all we've got for you today. If you haven't already, please share second look with your colleagues in higher ed and shoot on over any feedback you might have to me at zach z a c h at enrollify.org. Um, Matt, when is second look officially branching off on its own? Yeah, we've got two or three weeks left in which we'll be deploying this podcast still via the uh, Enrollify podcast. But in two or three weeks, you guys should head on over to the second minute. Uh, It's going to be its own standalone podcast. We're branching off. So I really encourage you. I'll put the link in the show notes. uh, But I really encourage you to subscribe to Second Look's uh, branched off version of the podcast. Fantastic. Can't wait for that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time. And we will see you next week. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to, digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.